Ready for some word today? Let's do it. If you brought your Bible with you, get it out. If you brought your iPad or your phone, get them out. If you have a Bible app on them, otherwise put them away. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians second chapter, you might recognize this verse, these couple verses here, because we've been reading them every week. I was thinking recently that if someone ever wanted to memorize Scripture, I'm giving you a real good opportunity. You know, by third, fourth, fifth week, something like that, should be able to have uh, this, these main texts of our current series uh, established in your heart and mind to where you wouldn't even, you know, really even need to look at it. You could just say it. That be of value? If you're not sure, um, yes, yes, it would be of value to have God's word imprinted on your mind where you could recall it at any time. And the more, the better. The more, the better. Uh, Philippians chapter two has been our our foundational text for this series called contrast. Let's, let's get, at, get into this one more time. Chapter 2, verse 14, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And so this point we've been making from the basis of this passage, and of course there's numerous other scriptures that also show this very same principle, is that when someone comes to uh, the Lord, when they are saved, they come into the family of God, they're different. They're absolutely different. They're changed from the way they used to be, and we should be knowledgeable of that difference. We should know how we personally have been changed, and then we want to magnify that. We want to, we want to promote it. We want to make it known. We're not trying to hide, we're not trying to be secretive about our relationship with God. A lot of people in our world today are boldly proclaiming and, and standing for all kinds of ungodly stuff. And at that very minimum, we should stand strong and stand, you know, confident in who the Lord has made us to be. Because this, among others, says that we are a light in the world. The implication there is in a dark world. You have a bright light in a dark place, it sticks out, right? It's noticed. It's seen. You, you, you can't hide it. And that's the way the Lord wants us to live, all right? However, that light, because we do stand out, because we, do, we are the light of the world, as Jesus said, we need to make sure that we are reflecting, almost like the moon reflects the sun, we are reflecting the right attributes and the right elements of God so that we're a, a true reflection. We're an accurate representation of the love of God, the grace and power and presence and provision and blessing of God. All these things really shine through us. Amen. Amen. Because that's how, that's how people are going to ultimately know Him, is they know Him through us first. I mean, I, I, I found out about the love of God, about Jesus dying for my sins through another person that talked to me. And then, of course, by the Spirit, it was opened up, and I saw it, and it was real, okay? But I found out through someone else, and others are going to find out through us, all right? So if you stand out, you look a little bit different, not the way you used to be, you're exactly on, on path, 
Okay, You're right in the place you're supposed to be, and we want to magnify this more and more. Uh, another, another element of this contrast and this dis- difference I want to share with you today has to do with, has to do with character. All right? It has to do with our character. It has to do with integrity. It has to do with uh, doing the right thing. You, you'll, you'll find that in the Word of God, New Testament especially, over and over, you will see that we are exhorted in how we are to think, how we are to speak, how we are to live, how we are to treat one another, how we are to conduct ourselves. Usually it comes from this this standpoint that you have been changed, this is who you are now in Christ, and so because of that, live it out. Now walk that out. Now think and speak and live in, 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 in agreement with your new nature in Christ. Okay, As opposed to if you were just to come go start from the Old Testament, you will just read law after law that just says do this. And where a lot of them were don't do this. The thou shalt not. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That's law. In the New Covenant, it's just it's some of the same words but it's from a different standpoint. That old guy died, so why would you act like that anymore? You're no longer that person. Now you're this person. Now you carry the image and nature and character of your father, so walk that out and live it out. And how many know it's much easier? I mean, because to live, to live like God without God in you, to live like him without his empowerment is impossible. But I tell you, uh, we're not alone. We're not without strength. We're not without power and ability. We're not without His Spirit working in us, you know, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Uh, We're not without that. And so He's working in us to that end, but we still want to achieve that end. Because that's part of the light. That's part of the contrast. It's part of how we're different. It's part, part of how God is using us in the world today. Everybody okay so far? All right. The single most powerful word that we could use if we were to bring all this character, this integrity, this, all this stuff, bring it all into one word, I would say the word to use would be love. It, 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 would, be, it would be love. It is called, love is called the fruit of the Spirit. It is the fruit of the Spirit. It is love. And when I say fruit of the Spirit, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay, Galatians chapter 5, you'll read in there, the fruit of the Spirit is love. I believe that's talking about the fruit of the human spirit that has been born again. Okay, once you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you are quickened in the Spirit. You are made alive or resurrected, and now your spirit takes on the attributes of the Holy Spirit, and you become an outflowing of the very character and nature of God yourself. Everybody with me now? So that means you have a spirit of love about you. Your spirit is love. And then from love comes joy, peace, patience, kindness, and so forth, and all all these others. But that is the very nature of the child of God today in contrast to the works of the flesh and all the evilness that's, that's there, works of the flesh, fruit of the spirit, we are love. Okay. And so when we see how love acts and how it is demonstrated we, uh, some of the things that stand out to me, and of course we could go a lot of different directions and, and really magnify this, but uh, some of the things that stand out when it comes to character, the character of love is honesty, is integrity, um, it, is, it is doing things 
the, the right way. Romans 13 says that love does no harm to its neighbor. Once someone gets saved, immediately there's something in them compelling them to be kind, to forgive, to bless, to be generous with others. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for it. Um, it's because that's the nature of our Father. He is that way toward us. If you see God as a mean, angry, we're ready to strike you down kind of person, that's not Him. You don't know Him. God is love, and since He is, we are love children of a love God. Amen. And we have that very same nature. I like 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 6. It says uh, about love, Amplified Bible, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. All right? So what are we happy about? What are we shouting about? When the right thing happens, when truth prevails, when justice uh, transpires. And so um, as followers of Christ then, we have no desire to be involved in anything deceitful or deceptive or dishonest in any way. And anytime you are tempted to go down that path, you'll recognize something on the inside of you is trying to stop you. Who is it? Well, it's you if you're saved. And say, what's the Spirit? Yeah, it's the Spirit of God too. Sure, but it's you. It doesn't agree with who you are in Christ. It doesn't agree with who you are in, as a part of God's family, and so it'll try to stop you. You can still override it because you have a will that needs to be in subject to the Spirit. But it'll give you problems because God is, he has no deceit or dishonesty or deception in him at all. And again, this is in great contrast to the dark world that we live in today. Whenever I look at uh, the things of the world and I, I watch the news, listen to what's being spoken about, I'm very skeptical. I don't know if everyone and others are skeptical of things you hear and read in uh, you know, different publications and news outlets. Um, can I encourage you? Be skeptical. <laughs> uh, not overly skeptical. I don't mean that you don't trust anyone anywhere at any time. I don't want to be that person either. But I don't want to be gullible. And, and for us just to assume that in, in the world we live in, everyone is trying to be honest and upright and give us the whole truth, that is not the case. There, are, there is a whole bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes where people have agendas. They're trying to shift cultural uh, thought life and, 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 and how we approach things. And quite frankly, it's being very successful. Well, someone's got to push back. Someone's got to say, I'm not just going to swallow everything you drop in my mouth. Not everything I hear am I just going to, or see on the television, am I just going to accept as a fact. Okay? Uh, there's a lot, I mean, you, you think about this, for example. If uh, a news outlet, national news, or someone that, you know, local picks up and these stories go around, you know that there was someone behind that making the decision, we're going to promote this story. And they had all these events that they were aware of, and they weren't aware of all of them that they were aware of, and they said, we're going to ignore this one, this one, and this one. Let's promote this one. You know how it happens, and that gets out there, and others pick that up, and that becomes the talk of our country, becomes the talk of in, in many conversations. Well, just because it is doesn't mean it should be talked about and doesn't mean that there aren't other things that were ignored that should have more attention. You get what I'm saying? So Someone's making those decisions. The fact that everyone's discussing one, one issue. 
That's just one thing that's happening. I find it interesting from time to time in discussing matters with individuals in different countries, different parts of the world, and they talk about things I've never heard of, and yet we're this global world now where we have news instantly from everywhere. They talk about things that are of great importance, but someone here chose not to promote that but to promote other things. You get the point where I'm going with this. Uh, that's not us. In other words, we should always seek to have honesty and integrity in every situation, not trying to pull it over on anyone. I, I liked recently, I, was, I heard um, a statement from one of the presidential candidates, uh, Ben Carson, and I'm not advocating for him or against him, but uh, he was being accused of, of saying some things that were not accurate or were not truthful, and he just, uh, he just basically said, I'd rather not be president than to not tell the truth. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. That's the way we ought to be. And too many times people sacrifice their own integrity, their own character, for what they see as a potential gain in the eyes of others. That's not how God is. That's not how we are. And we're not going to yield to that. Come on, say it. Say, I'm not going to yield to that. Yeah, we are, we are better than that. We are, we're in Christ. We've been forgiven. That's not how our character is. And so... Uh, I look forward to someday, if this can happen, if I can read a heavenly account of the time in which we live. I'd like to, I'd like to see how things really are and the accurate view of them uh, as opposed to what, you know, my limited view is and sometimes what we're being fed. Uh, nevertheless, integrity, character, honesty, that's who we are, okay? Go with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis, first book in the Bible, chapter 39. I want to read, read to you about uh, a guy here named Joseph. just want to pick out a couple verses, but how many of you ever heard of Joseph? You know who Joseph is? Uh, he had a nice coat and a uh, bunch of brothers, uh, Jacob, his dad, you know. And uh, Joseph was a man of integrity. He was a man of honesty and had character. Of course, his brothers were ticked off at him because of some of the things he said and because of the favoritism and all that going on. And what happened in his life is his brothers sold him into slavery. Okay, He ended up going to Egypt and wound up in a guy's house named Potiphar. All right? And he was working for Potiphar not just as an employee but as a slave. He didn't have a choice. Uh, but Joseph, being a, a person of such quality character, it wasn't long until he was in charge, and, uh, and that happened wherever he would go. Uh, people would start trusting him. How many know trust is something that has to be earned? If you ever, if you ever tell people, just trust me, that, that's my first sign not to trust you. <laughs> trust, you have to know someone, and you have to know if they're honest and upright and, and everything, and, and Potiphar trusted Joseph, and he ended up turning everything in his house over to him for him to be in charge and him to run stuff. But how many know also with people of integrity, people of character, that you're going to be tested? You're going to have temptation. You're going to have opportunity to undo that, uh, that reputation. You're going to have an opportunity to make some wrong choices in, in your life. And that happened to Joseph. He was presented with Potiphar's wife. 
Let's read about that. Genesis 39, verse 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused. He refused. How many know that's a good, good choice? How many know back then, sexual temptation, big deal? How many know today, sexual temptation, big deal? All right? That needs to be something we have mastery over. People, people led around by their hormones and make decisions based on that, you're asking for trouble. All right? And, and by the way, well, since you got saved, since you became a new creation in Christ, um, you should think about doing things God's way when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, a, a friend of mine, he, he, was, he was in the world, you know, not living for God and not serving God, and he had a girlfriend, and they were doing things, you know, the world's way, and, and that was just the way they, you know, they'd sleep together, and they weren't married or anything like that, and, and he got saved, and, and he, he told her, he said, we can't do that anymore. She wasn't happy. <laughs> and then she got saved, and so went into agreement with it, and then he, got, he started walking with the Lord, and uh, getting closer to God and started growing. And so he said, and we can't, and then he, he basically weaned everything off there were, until there was no physical contact at all. And at first he didn't understand that. And he wasn't being told that by any other person. He got closer and closer to his father and realized the way I've done things through, through my life, it was inspired and it was the way of the world. And he got close to the Lord and, and, and all of a sudden won't do this, won't do this, won't do this, won't do this. But nowadays with the culture, people think, oh, I'm going to get saved, I'm going to give my life to the Lord, I'm just going to keep doing things the way I've always done them. Well, that's not correct. That's not correct. That's not who your father is. You're, you're, you're dimming your light, man. And you're messing up the rest of our testimonies. Because you say you're one of us. Huh? We'll say, well, that's hard. That's way better than going to hell and stuff, you know. You'd rather be saved. But if you're going to be in the family of God, you should care about what your father says. So I can, I'm getting ahead of myself, but so, so well, as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, can't we do whatever we want? Not if you're a Christian. Not if you're a believer. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You belong to Him. You've been bought with a price. Scripture says glorify God with your body. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a wrong mindset what people have. I can do whatever I want as long as I'm not hurting someone else. No, 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 no. That's not correct. That's, that's not the, not, God has a better plan for you. And trust me, it is better. You'll be glad down the road. But determine in your heart, I belong to him. I'm going to do things his way. Whether I want to, feel like it, tempt, tempted, whatever. Joseph was tempted. Hmm? Young man, good looking man, woman coming on to him, wants to, wants to lie with him. What did he do? He refused. He refused. And said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. He has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. Look at how he finished up and said, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I find that very interesting. Joseph, watch, he knew that Potiphar had given him his trust. He'd entrusted him with his house. But he didn't mention him first. In other words, he said, how can I do this, break Potiphar's trust, 
and sin against God. How can I do that to him and sin against God? Do we see that connection? That us lacking integrity with another person, us harming another individual, is not just sin against them, it is sin against God. Two things that were real important here that really jump out at me at this ver- in this verse is in verse 9 there is when Joseph said, how then can I do this? How can I do this great wickedness? You know the one person that's with you all, all the time, everywhere, every day? You are. You know, every time you wake up, there you are. You look in the mirror, oh, there you are again. Yeah, you go to work with you, come home with you, you eat, and there you are. I mean, it's one of those realities that we should be aware of. <laughs> and we say, why does that matter? Listen, uh, you need to be right with you. And when you do the wrong thing, and even if no one else is going to find out, maybe or maybe not, you're still there. And when you wake up in the night, you're there. And you know you, and you have to live with you, and you have to be able to hold your head up high. And have confidence and assurance in life. And you know what's going on. You know what you're allowing in. What what compromises you're making. Are you okay with that? See, uh, there's one verse in the Bible that says this. The righteous, it says the wicked flee when no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. See, when you're right... And you know it. And I mean right with God, most certainly. But I mean in your heart, you know that you're right. You have confidence in your life. You have boldness. You'll, you will face opposition and challenge and difficulty. You'll face life head on in an entirely different way than if you know, man, you are messed up. You are deceitful, dishonest. You're compromising. You, you will be like the wicked you're looking over your shoulder. You're always, you're fleeing when no one is pursuing. It's like, man, what are you afraid of? But people like that, it's like, no. It's like there's always a concern that someone's going to find out what I've been doing. There's always a concern that I'm going to get caught. There's always that fear that, you know, I'm going to be exposed. How about we live our lives in such a way, and none of us have lived it all right. I'm not implying that. But we receive forgiveness, but then we do live with a standard. It comes from our Father, and that is one of character and and integrity, where we're not always afraid that something bad is going to happen. Amen. Amen. And so Joseph, again, he said, how can I do this? How can I? I have to live with me. I'm not going to do it. And he said, do this great wickedness and sin against God. This is one of the things I want, is a God consciousness at all times. If you and I will live aware that his presence is with us, not as if he's some kind of mean God ready to strike us down, but he's a good father, he's a good God, he loves us, and you're his child. There's something in kids that want their parents to be happy with how they're living, don't you? I mean, that's built into children. They want their parents to be pleased. I want my father to be pleased with me, my father in heaven. But it's a, he said, how can I do this and sin against, not just Potiphar, not just lose my position, 
How can I sin against God? Amen. We're much, less, much more le- less likely to compromise when we are aware of God. Integrity is found uh, in when you do what you do. When, when you do I mean, integrity is found in what you do when no one is watching. We might get that out eventually. It's, it's found when no one is there and you're governing your, your own self, right? Almost like, you know, children are, are ideally to be raised in a home where their parents are controlling them to a great degree, especially as they're young, and controlling them how? You're going to eat this, you're going to go to bed, you're going to clean your room, you're going to go to school. You're gonna, you're, they're controlling and saying, you do not have a choice in this. We're going to make you, right? And if you don't, it will not be well with your soul. Okay. But what's, what's the goal? The goal is for a parent to get their child to a place where they will make those decisions on their own when they're governing themselves. And as adults, we are supposed to govern our own thoughts, govern our own actions, our behaviors, our integrity, because if we don't do it, no one's going to do it. Amen. And so it's found, again, when no one's there, no one's watching, no one's paying attention. But yeah, we see this throughout Scripture. Jesus gave attention to what a person would do in their private life. Remember, he, he, he talked about an individual not praying so everyone would see how holy you are and what a great prayer life you have. He said, go into your closet, man. Pray by yourself. So the only one that knows you prayed was your father. Only one that was paying attention. You know, he talked about when you fast and when you give to the poor. And he said, do those things in such a way where no one knows but your father. And he'll reward you openly, but do the right thing when no one's watching. Do the right thing in secret. That reveals a heart and, a, and a, a nature of character and of integrity. Uh, but we could talk about your prayer life. We could talk about giving without accolade. We could talk about controlling our thought life. How I many know we can easily think, well, no one knows what I'm thinking. I'm keeping it inside. No one knows what, what my imaginations are. You know, I like what Keith Moore used to say, what if everyone's forehead had a TV screen on it? <laughs> you know, in church. <laughs> you can see what everyone, but we know that's not the case, and so people don't know. But listen, have we lost our consciousness of God and of ourselves? Okay. We should, we should control our thought life. Uh, being honest with things, your taxes, you know, your business. I mean, how many times have, have people in business, they just shoot themselves in the foot, but someone's in a business where they're maybe in a construction business and, and they get a bid to do a certain project, you know, at a certain level with certain materials, and then, and then they show up and they do the job with inferior products that cost them less so they can make more money, but they figure no one else is ever going to know. Well, you're going to know, and you have to sleep with you tonight. And God knows, and maybe some don't care about that. I care about that. We care about that. We care about what he knows. And so our, our integrity guides our, our, our decision-making. Amen. The Internet today is a, is a playground for a lack of character in this regard. People have fake identities, 
fake profiles. They do things in a hidden way. They'll comment. They'll make statements that they would never make face-to-face with someone. But they're, they're not being honest. They, they lack integrity. And so it's a breeding ground for someone to be fake and phony. And, and again, that's not who we are. Hebrews 4.13 reads, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Let's be conscious of God. Let's be conscious. Not Again, God's not out to get us. He loves us. Jesus has washed our sins away. But let's be conscious of our Father and His knowledge of everything. Joseph kept his integrity. He resisted that temptation. Man, he ran out of there. You know what happened, though? We should be aware of this. Got to tell you both sides of the story. It cost him. She lied about him. She got him thrown in prison. And Joseph suffered as a result of doing the right thing for a while. Everybody say, for a while. Listen, we live for him. And ultimately, we have confidence that he controls our future, that we, his, our destiny is in his hands, that he will take us from where we are and get us to where we need to be. And he is watching our heart. He's watching the integrity of our heart. And you know Joseph's story. Yes, it cost him initially, but ultimately, he was running Egypt. He got promoted, and he was second only to Pharaoh in the land, and he was running the place because God could trust him. God could trust him with resources and with responsibility and authority. Can he trust you? Huh? Do we do the right thing? Watch. Even if it's going to cost us. Man, I could lose out on this if I, if I tell the truth. I could lose on, out on this if I reveal what I've really done. I know, but God is watching. And if you're conscious of him, man, where does your promotion come from? Psalm 75 says it this way. Uh, verse 6, King James Bible, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge who putteth down one and setteth up another. He's the one that promotes. He's the one that holds your future. Like I said, he's the one that can get you in the right place at the right time. Live before him. Say, Father, I'm going to do the right thing, whether anyone else recognizes it or not. Whether anyone else pats me on the back or sees me or gives credit, I believe that you see me. And if you mess up, you know, hey, none of us have, have done it all right. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Lord, forgive me and I, you wash me and cleanse me. But Father, I'm going to do it with a perfect heart. How many know a perfect heart doesn't mean you necessarily do everything right, but you always run back. You're always open. You're always honest, not trying to hide anything. How many know it makes zero sense at all to pray, go before your Father, and kind of keep some stuff out of the discussion? I'm not going to bring this up. <laughs> so, Father, I'm going to talk to you about a few things. Not that. <laughs> that makes zero sense. So how many know uh, this with the wise person? We'll just lay it all out there. And you can start your prayer with, Father, I know you know this anyway, and I don't even want to talk about it. And, <laughs> but I want to be upright before you. I want to have honesty and integrity before you. So I want to deal with this, and let's go on. Come on, you come out of there washed and cleansed. You come out of there righteous, bold as a lion, ready to stand before this world and stand before temptation and everything that comes your way. And so we need to recognize that our promotion comes from him. Joseph recognized that, and he got it. And he got it. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 9 reads, He who walks with integrity walks securely. 
but he who perverts his ways will become known. Yikes. Just, you pervert your way, what will happen? It will become known what you think. No one else knows. Bad news, it's coming out. So let's get it right with God. And it doesn't have to. Amen. God dealt with uh, Solomon as well. Solomon, who was King David's son, and he was taking over the throne. He said some strong things to him about how, how he wanted to keep him on that throne continually. He wanted to bless him. And so when he went into this, I'll just read this briefly to you. It's in 1 Kings chapter 9. The Lord said to Solomon, if you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I've commanded you, if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Do you notice what the Lord said? If you'll be this kind of person, you're in there for good. I'm going to establish you, and I'm going to keep you there, and you're, it's going to be a real good situation if you have integrity. Did you know that's the heart of God today for us? I know we're not righteous based upon our works, but on the blood of Christ. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God has some very, very good things planned for you, even if you've blown it in the past. Has some very, very good things planned for you. But you have to be honest before Him. You have to have integrity with Him. You have to be willing to say, I'm going to do it the right way before Him. And then He'll promote you. And He'll keep you in a good place. And He'll keep guiding and directing your steps all the days of your life. We should live in such a way, so much above reproach, that the only attack people can make against us has to do with Jesus. Not because, yeah, you're a Christian, but you screwed me over in this business. Can I say that? Oops. Uh, uh, yeah, you're a Christian, but you, you know, you're dishonest, you lie, you cheat. No, 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 none of that should be there. The only thing they can say against us is, whatever, we don't believe in your Jesus. But they don't have any other things to accuse us of. And again, I know people mess up, but, you know, we make it right when we do. You know, if you've been dishonest with someone, you go back and you make it right. I mean, how many people do that? I mean, how many of you, I've had this happen numerous times throughout my life. It doesn't happen very often, but throughout my life, where someone has given me, uh, making a purchase, the wrong change, and they give me too much, too much money back, and if I notice that, uh, I'll say, oh, you gave me too much money back, and I'll give it back, and people are, many people are shocked by that. Some of you have had that happen as well. You give it, you, you give it back, and they're impressed. They're like, I, I mean, I had it happen to me as, as a young, really, as a teenager, and they're really surprised, because teenagers don't have money, <laughs> often, and they could, <laughs> And uh, they're really surprised when someone will have integrity like that and give it back. What is this? Contrast. Contrast. Could you use the extra money? Sometimes you probably could. Thank you, Lord. It's a blessing. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Steals from you and gives to me. <laughs> but we know that's not right. That's not how God's working. That's not Him blessing you. That's a test. 
It's a test of your character, te- test of your integrity. And when you honor him and say, I'm going to do it right, and you give that money back, you just passed in the eyes of God. And now he can trust you with more resources, more responsibility, more position, more authority. And if we're conscious of him, we'll live that way. If we're conscious just of this natural world, we're scraping and clawing to get everything we can get. And Man, that's a limited life. It's not who we are. Hallelujah. People are watching. We need to stand out. For what? A bunch of things. One of those is character. It's integrity. We're going to do the right thing. If you've done the wrong thing, you can make it right. You can make it right with God in an instant. And you can make it right with people as, as, it, you know, as you're able. Amen. People on the job, if you've had situations at your work and you find yourself having access to information and private stuff that you shouldn't, that no one knows that you can see it. No one knows that you're finding out details and things that are going on. Yes, someone does know. I, well, two people know. Remember who they are? You <laughs> and God. Huh? And so you make these things right, and you don't have this secret stuff going on. What if they find out I knew, and yeah, just get it out of there. And it will allow you to rise up bold as a lion. We should all live and remember have a consciousness that we will all stand before God one day and give an account for our lives. Amen. I could read more scriptures, but I'm going to stop, I think. I'm going to stop. And uh, this subject can be so big. But I want to allow, I'm going to pray for a moment. And I want to allow the Spirit of God just to work in you and work with you. And there's no condemnation here. Some people may, may need to go and make some things right. You need to make some things right with God right now. Other people may need to make some things right with other people. But we value this life of honesty and integrity. And you need to. You need to. Amen.